Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. is so beastie boys something about it that i really like um hey guys welcome back this is the xbox game pass show i pronounced it correctly today and we have a very special show for you this week i'm sorry we're doing this a little bit late it's friday night instead of monday night my daughter's 21st birthday was this week and she ended up coming over to visit and was able to get over here earlier than i expected so we ended up doing like birthday stuff but um i appreciate sam for delaying the show to friday night i'm sorry that we had to postpone a little bit but we'll be back to the normal monday schedule when we normally record this sam how you doing buddy how's your week been i'm doing much better than i was uh and it worked out for me that we had to delay the show to friday anyway because i think i came down with a stomach bug uh, probably a byproduct of my own cooking i could probably take a few oh, lessons no That's a <laughs> yeah bummer. because I got it, uh, but my girlfriend didn't, and I was running over what I ate in my head, and I was like, it was the breakfast sandwich. It was the breakfast sandwich, definitely. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, my weekend uh, went pretty well last weekend, and today was a fantastic day for me as well. I actually got the job offer, uh, which I mentioned to you, so I'm pretty ecstatic about that. Um, we may have to rework when we're doing the show. I'm still kind of working with uh, my new employer about that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, you know, things are pretty flexible, so we'll make it work. And, um, you, if you're watching live at twitch.tv slash robots radio, you will see that there is a third face on here. This is our good buddy, Toasty from the Witcher lore cast. He's my cohort when it comes to Witcher lore. Toasty, welcome to the Xbox game pass show. My friend, how are you doing? No, sorry, uh, I guess the Witcher Lorecast is. Uh, I forgot to leave. My bad, guys. <laughs> the the Witcher Lorecast happens before the show, so um, <laughs> yeah, he just he just decided to stick around. But he's been playing some games on Game Pass as well. So we were like, "Hey, dude, come on over, come on over to our place." I wanted I wanted to help him out. I know there's a lot of games on Game Pass, and y'all do not have the time to play all of them. That so true. I'm sure extra help would be very. Or I figured it'd be appreciated. It sounded like it was so. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so we're we're happy to have you on here, and um, there's always an open invitation to anybody else else uh, on the Robots Radio Network, any of the other hosts. There's lots of shows on the network, lots of shows about video games, and if you're playing any of the games that are on Game Pass, we'd love to have you guys come join us in the future. So. Um, Let's get right into it, friends. We've got some news and updates to start with. And on the second half of the show, we've been playing a bunch of games. We're going to give you some first impressions of some of the new games that are on Game Pass and the things that we've been trying out so that you don't have to, because if they're crappy, then we'll play them for you. And if they're awesome, you'll know that you should play them. So let's start this off, Sam. Sam, what are we talking about with news and updates this week? Sure. Uh, so I, I'd like to preview something that's coming up rather soon and by rather soon i mean in about six days we have the ea play live conference which is coming ea was curiously absent from e3 and this is kind of ea's e3 conference that they're going to hold now if we have any listeners that are also listeners of our mass effect lorecast i don't want you to get your hopes up 
because Bioware already issued a statement and said, don't expect any Mass Effect games at EA Play Live this year. They are hard at work at it, but it's not coming. And if there's any Dragon Age fans out there that have been chomping at the bit, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it doesn't look like that's coming either. The bright side is they are going to talk about some uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, they said. so. Well, hey, that's at least something, right? It's something. Uh, I <laughs> So I say something because I played Star Wars The Old Republic and I wasn't psyched about it. Uh, I thought it was kind of just a basic MMO with a Star Wars wrapper. And I know that now that I've said that and it's going to get broadcast, I'm going to get a lot of angry Star Wars fans on their keyboards just, you know, <laughs> furiously typing away. Keyboard How warriors. You? Yeah, yeah. That, and that game's pretty old at this point. I tried jumping back in with some friends a few weeks ago, and I was like, I don't know that I can do this. I don't know that uh, it looks like a 12-year-old game, you know? <laughs> yeah, it plays like one, too. Toasty, have you played any of the Star, Star Wars The Old Republic? Nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we may be saving you some time. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not. But uh, It's so... I've always had difficulty with MMOs because there's so much stuff to do in an MMO and I've never started an MMO at its like birth. And if you don't start when it starts, you're just behind. You're just behind at that point. Like I've always wanted to try to get into ESO, but I'm like, I'm like I don't, how many years behind at this point? It's like daunting to you to, to well, it's, here's, here's the reason I like MMOs and it's because I just love leveling a new character and exploring the new abilities and the new locations and the new story bits. So, um, if you just take it like one step at a time, then ESO is <clears throat> totally worth getting into if you like story bits and, and that kind of thing. Um, and you can, you can kind of just play it like a single player game and just work your way through it. So it's not the most daunting thing in the world and it's on game pass. So you can easily just jump right into it. Yeah. And I hear my girlfriend uh, giggling over there. I'm guessing that's because she's watching us live and she heard ESO mentioned. And uh, if anyone has seen any of our streams where ESO has been playing <laughs> in the background, that that was actually her. She's a huge fan of Elder Scrolls online and she jumped in not too long ago. Uh, I believe that would have been last fall. So in the grand scheme of things with where ESO came out, that's kind of, you know, late after launch and she's still been able to sink her teeth into it and uh that's definitely her favorite game yeah uh, the other uh, we need to move on to other stuff too but the other thing about elder scrolls online is that the earlier made dungeons are easier so you don't have to get to like max level and be grinding gear in order to do the group end game content the way you would in something like world of warcraft it doesn't work that way you can you can play the content as you get through it. You can group with people as you go, even before your max level, you can do group content. So it, it really is genuinely a more, uh, enjoyable experience the whole way through the leveling. So just to yeah. keep that in mind, if everyone tried out toasty or anybody else who didn't know those details. Um, but what else do we have? What other news do we have to dive into? Sure. And, you know, speaking of ESO, which is on Game Pass, uh, we have some Game Pass news. Uh, and so before we wanted to before I wanted to dive into some of those Game Pass news and the game updates, I did want to make sure that a number of our listeners are aware of the difference between Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate, because there is a difference and some of the uh, meaning can get lost in translation there. I think Microsoft might be able to work on its naming conventions a little bit, but um, there is a difference between Game Pass, Game Pass Ultimate. Basically, Game Pass Ultimate is Game Pass 
plus Xbox Live Gold. So if you've had these subscriptions for a long time, Xbox Live Gold, of course, sounds familiar. So now with Game Pass Ultimate, you would get the benefits of both having uh, Game Pass, so the monthly free games, uh, plus the uh, the library, and then you'd also get the Xbox Live games uh, with gold on top of that, as well as all the other benefits that Xbox Live Gold provides. And there would only be one subscription cost. The other big thing with Game Pass Ultimate is that it carries over between PC and console. So I believe you take advantage of this, right, Tom? Yeah, yeah, I've got, um, well, I signed up for the $1, get three months for $1 thing, which you guys can do if you if you use our link. Um, so uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful way to help support the show. You can just go to type out bit.ly slash capital G, capital P, or I'm sorry, Xbox Game Pass. So capital X, B, G, P, and then pass. So it's all caps for the beginning letters xbox game and then the word pass so xbg pass anyway there's a link in the show notes for that stuff but yes i i use this as well i got the series x recently so i'm able to play you know on my pc on my phone on my xbox I'm, i've got it everywhere okay. so you'd say it's worth it oh yeah 15 bucks i mean i've holy crap there are so many games on there i've been uh, i'll talk about this later in the show but uh, my wife my my wife my son uh, me, we've all been digging into different games on, on the game pass. And there's of course new games out every few weeks. It's, it's, I don't know this for somebody who grew up renting video games from a video game store all summer because my mom wanted to keep my brother and I busy. And I just, I think I was trained to play new games all the time. This is, this is exactly what I need because I don't have to spend all that money to just keep trying out new games. So it's great. I've actually had the, the game pass ultimate for a while because when i first when i think whenever towards when i was first coming out that uh i was making my transition from console to pc i got my first pc set up so and it was like it told me you know you got your game pass you got the xbox live gold and i'm making the transition to pc so i was like well i guess i need to get this ultimate thing then um and then i didn't pay for it for like a year and a half because of some weird glitch it was great (laughs) (laughs) nobody from microsoft is listening right now so i have it's already it's already over with no there was like a weird portion because i turned my xbox live gold and my game pass subscription into a game pass ultimate subscription Uh and it didn't register the amount properly. So it was like, yeah, you don't have to make another payment on this until March of like a year and a half later. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody. That's <laughs> I'm not going to complain. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah. So know the differences. And if you, if you're somebody yeah. who it makes sense to have Xbox live and Xbox game pass, then get ultimate. Cause you'll save money. Yeah. Definitely. It's cheaper than two individual subscriptions, of course, which is why they released Game Pass Ultimate. And there's also some rumors around right now that Xbox Live Gold is on the chopping block for Microsoft. So it might be within the next year, a few years that Microsoft decides to just get rid of Xbox Live Gold completely. And now all there is is Game Pass. There is only Game Pass. There is only, there will only ever be Game Pass. That is kind of uh, where Microsoft is headed, though. So um, you heard it here first. Uh, if it happens, <laughs> yes, we were at, we were definitely the first ones to ever bring that idea. 
for sure. Never, not, not even <laughs> close. Uh, but yeah, uh, there is some other, uh, Xbox stuff that I want to make sure that people understand. So Xbox all access is a service that Microsoft is offering and it's uh, you can get a series X or S plus 24 months. So two years of game pass ultimate for 24 99 a month. And it's only available in select countries. I think the list is up to 12 countries now. Um, and if that interests you, go ahead and go to xbox.com slash xbox dash all dash access. Uh, you, I think there's certain qualifying conditions you have to meet. Uh, but sounds like a good idea to me if you're really uh, chomping at the bit to get the new series X or S, uh, as well as having Game Pass, uh, but you just uh, can't get your hands on one or don't have the funds and the savings to do so yet. Yeah. You know, if I mean, you're going to be paying about 15 bucks a month for Game Pass Ultimate. So another 10 bucks tacked on top in order to have a console to play stuff on. It's not a bad deal. If if that's if that's something that makes sense for your budget for like scheduling it out like that, then go for it, because it's still hard to pick up just a console by itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely hard, but let's get to the game updates. So there's a couple of updates uh, that I want to make sure people know about. Destiny 2 has an update called the Solstice of Heroes event. It's going on right now and it's lasting until August 3rd. So players can participate in a series of different actions and events, and eventually they can earn this legendary Solstice armor, which glows if you upgrade it enough. I'm not a Destiny player, but it sounds pretty cool to me. Made me think about trying it out. I have a lot of friends who are Destiny 2 players, uh, but... It, yeah. Destiny 2 is one of those games I jump in and out of every so often, and it's basically Space Wizards. So Space Wizards with glowing outfits. Very cool. Toast, do you play any of uh, Destiny? Uh, I, I don't anymore. I was on a big fix for a while because a lot of my friends were playing it. And uh, so I was playing it with them. I was probably playing it pretty much exclusively for like a year. Yeah. So, and a lot yeah. of their armor, this, this probably sounds really cool because I know a lot of their armors are really cool looking so yeah they're also it's, it's a lot of fantastical looking stuff uh the graphics were never lacking in destiny but i have my own gripes with it which we'll get to eventually when i decide <laughs> to uh review destiny in the second half of one of these shows but black desert has an update as well that's the corsair update it's adding an entirely new class for players to play and uh, i'm just going to read the tagline here for the corsair uh, update it says this seafarer can ride the actual waves use tsunamis and transform into a mermaid to defeat her enemies her combat style mimics the waves of the ocean unpredictable unique and cool so this game is i believe it's korean is this a korean game this game is very korean this is a game that i've tried to jump into like three times now and um i don't know i just i guess i don't have any friends who play it and there are some complaints about it being played to pay to win and all this kind of stuff it seems like a cool mmo the graphics are beautiful the you know, like every it's hard to make an ugly character in the game. I managed to do it, but it's very difficult because most of them are gender locked per class. And most of the classes are beautiful, busty women. <laughs> like it's like, it's, that sounds par for the course. It's just, it's just <laughs> one of like, everybody looks like this, like anime model. And even, even the men look like anime models and you have to just like, that's just what you get. Um, but the game's beautiful like the graphics are great it's an mmo 
Uh, and there's heck the game even has like a button. You know how some games some MMOs have a button that just like auto runs And so you don't have to hold down forward because you're just traversing from one place to another This game has an auto path button that just takes you to the next quest marker Oh, man, I'm imagining uh, the South Park World of Warcraft episode <laughs> You know, Yeah, yeah. Nah! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I, I mean, it looks cool and the combat is actually feels really good. Like, but I've, I've never gotten more than maybe two hours into it before. I just kind of didn't keep up with it. I don't know why I tried it. I tried creating my character once and I believe it was that game where my college roommate said, oh, you got to try the character creation. It's so in depth, blah, blah, blah. I got halfway through creating a character and was like, uh, probably going to play civilization. And yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I just ended up doing. Yeah. You, you um, end up playing with a boob slider and just how much boob physics there are in your character and all of that stuff. And there's like, butt physics right, it too. Was, and it's like, it was cyberpunk before cyberpunk. Right. It's like, so mm, eh. this is one of those games that if I was like 14 and playing at home, you know, as a kid, I'd be like super embarrassed to play in front of my parents. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, heavy breathing uh, <laughs> there's um there's a couple more updates we got to talk about and one of them is for a plague tale uh and it has a series x s 4k update so there's just a graphical update to a plague tale uh coming and of course that is part of game pass astroneer also has a jet powered update so more or less the jet powered update for astroneer is going to uh add new missions and those missions unlock new vehicles including a hoverboard and a vtol so that's pretty sweet. If mm -hmm. you're into Astroneer, you might want to know about that. That has already landed. Uh, they, there's just a few games leaving soon. There is Downwell. Don't really know too much about Downwell. Do you know anything yeah. about that, Tom? It's a very, a very lo-fi, um, single-color, uh, almost looks like an Atari game. And you jump down a well, and you shoot shots out of your feet, and you're trying to see how far down the well you can get. It's very simple, but it's well-designed. Um, aptly it named feels like the kind of thing you could play on your phone aptly named yep. uh and there's also cross code which we mentioned i think last week but uh i did a little bit of research and it looks like cross code has a very dedicated fan base uh so i wanted to make sure that people know that cross code is leaving xbox game pass soon and there's also endless space 2 deluxe edition that's going uh the way of uh, the chopping block as well so yep yep and uh, UFC 1 and 2, which isn't all bad because we got UFC 4 recently added. So 3 and 4 are still on the platform. Yeah, so there's that. And I saw that you were playing a little bit of uh, UFC 4 this week. Yeah, I'm going to go into that a little bit too. Um, my daughter and her girlfriend came over for her birthday this week. As I mentioned, that was the reason why we couldn't do the show on Monday. And um, uh, CJ, the my daughter's girlfriend, uh, wanted to play it. And so she played... A number of hours and made made her own character and kind of went through it and so i got to watch her play and then i created my own character and i couldn't transfer my unicorn faced person from ufc3 over so i made a new sasquatch person who i should have taken a screenshot of i need to he i just call him the squatch um there is a hairstyle in this game we're gonna I'll go into it more later where you can actually make it so that the character doesn't have a forehead that's just hair all the way up 
and they kind of yes. look like Chewbacca. And then I shrunk the face so that there's barely any face and the hair, the eyebrows cover the eyes. So there's like no eyes. It's just all hair from the nose up and it's mostly hair from like the mouth down. <laughs> it is ridiculous. I call him the Squatch. Um, yeah, it, it's amazing. Can you can you fight players online with your custom character? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm totally playing that with you. Yes. You gotta I'm going to make an equally uh, abomination. <laughs> yeah. Like, speaking of um, the other game we were talking about, Black Desert, uh, where you can't make an ugly character, this game, you absolutely can make an ugly character. It is phenomenal. So, yes, make a character. Even if you don't like UFC, just play it for the character creator. Just do that. Yeah, that's I'm imagining a lot of memes coming out of that. There's a whole subreddit dedicated to Soul Calibur creations, uh-huh. and I would love to see a whole subreddit dedicated to UFC creations. But so UFC four was added recently and uh, as was Tropico six. And I actually ended up playing Tropico six this past week, yes. which I'll talk about later. Me too. Uh, there it's available for cloud console and pc ufc4 we should make sure people know that that's only available for game pass ultimate users and people who subscribe to ea play because it is available through ea play right Uh, so if you have game pass ultimate uh it's there ready to go for you if you have ea play it's there ready to go for you as well there was also dragon quest builders 2 uh added to game pass and that was added july 8th um we have a few games coming soon uh did you want to talk about some of those tom yeah and um some of these are out now because of the delay of us being able to do this episode to the end of the week um farming simulator 19 came out on the 15th uh farmville to the extreme is <laughs> sam's note here uh so if you like farm if you like these kind of just simulators that are like super chill and just doing a thing you might want to check that out blood roots which i got to play i'm, I'm going to talk about is a, a fun little hack and slash uh kind of like speed runny um it's almost like a speed run game where you're a lumberjack seeking revenge and you can't seem to die it came out on the 15th it's very funny very cool i've got some good thoughts on that and then the medium where you uh, also came out on the 15th you use psychic powers to uncover story bits it's kind of like you're going in between these two realities and you are a a medium who is investigating a murder and you play through a level like for example there's a scene in the trailer where you go into what looks like a haunted house and there's the version of you in the haunted house where you can't see the ghosts or whatever there is and then there's the version of you in the psychic world interacting with the ghost and the ghost is there in that version so it looks it looks very uh very moody very very spoopy um if you like that paranormal kind of stuff you might be interested in yeah it looks captivating uh and dark and thrilling and if i had to describe it it kind of looks like if square enix made dark souls and (laughs) square enix made dark souls a really story-based game similar to uncharted uh, i think is how i would put it Um, yeah at least that's what it appears to be i like really really creepy stuff like this so yeah get into that stuff if you guys are interested in any of those and we'll go into some more details about some of the stuff that we've been trying including some of the stuff toasty's been playing after this break all right so friends thank you for tuning into the xbox game pass show this show is here for you guys and 
this show will be successful based on you being able to help us out. So we're going to ask you to help leave some reviews for the show. If you have a Apple podcast um, account, you don't even have to be listening on Apple podcasts, then you can leave us a review and a rating on there. That would be amazing. If you have friends that you play Xbox games with and you want to bring them into this community and listen to the show together, then please share the show with them as well. Um, And a reminder that we have the Xbox Game Pass gang, which is our group that gets together on Discord and plays games together. Every day there's conversations, people saying, hey, what are you playing tonight? This is what I'm playing tonight. Let's get together and play this or that. Um, A lot of DayZ has been happening. Some other games have been tried out recently. So we'd love to have you join us. I think there's over 20 of us on on in that group right now. Um, So if you're looking for a positive community and Toasty and I talked about this on the Witcher Lorecast uh, just now, the Discord community for Robots Radio is amazing. There's over, I don't know, there's like 1600 of us now on that on the server. and everybody's just awesome and nice. Like internet culture can be so negative and toxic, but everybody who's a part of the robots radio stuff are just some of the most awesome people. Like everybody's super cool and chill and happy to help each other out. It's such a wonderful community. So come join us over there on the robots radio discord. There is a um, link in the show notes. You can just search robots radio discord and anything that you guys can do. We would very, very much appreciate to help keep the show going. And it's our success relies a lot on you guys. So we really do appreciate that. Um, also, if you want us to call out some of your first impressions of some of these games, then please share those on the discord as well. Just post them in the Xbox Game Pass show Discord channel, and we might call it out in a future episode. So I think that's all I got for the middle of the show this time. Let's get back to the games that we've played this week. Hey, Guardians, we are the Destiny Show podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of destiny check us out on apple google spotify stitcher or live on twitch every thursday night at 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m pacific we will see you starside all right guys so here we are Toasty, should we let Toasty go first? Yes. Toasty, oh, man. you get to start it out. I get all the pressure. You get to start it out. You're what have you been seat. playing? And, okay. okay, and you have to remember that a pizza has eight slices. And so you're going to not only tell us what you've been playing, what your initial thoughts are, but then also how many pizza slices do you give it out of eight? Okay. So I, I've been listening to the show. I know how the, the rating system works. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't worry. Um, so I've, I only have two games. I, I don't, I haven't been playing game pass as much. Uh, so the first one I want to talk about is East shade. It's it, it's, uh, I didn't even know this game existed to be honest. This is the one so, with like animal heads, right? People yes, with like yes, animal it heads. Is. Yep. It is. So, I picked up this game at random. So on the PC Xbox app thing, you can go down to the bottom and there's a little thing that says like, what game will you play next? And you can click surprise me and it'll literally roll you up a game. So I rolled up this game and I was like, all right, sure. I'll give it a shot. Um, And honestly, 
pretty surprised how like much I enjoyed it, at least for me. Um, it's pretty old school looking game. Uh, Oblivion level graphics, in my opinion, looks pretty like like Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Mm. But in speaking of Elder Scrolls, actually, uh, it reminded me a little bit of how Sam was talking about Morrowind a couple of weeks ago, as far as trying to get a grasp on the game because there's no quest markers in this game either. And I know I struggled with that. I never played more with, so I don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, so you have to pretty much just talk to everyone to figure out where you're supposed to go. And it's, so it, it's a little difficult and it's a very big area for a pretty small game. And there's a lot that you need to find in order to figure out what to do. Um, so is it like a story where you, I mean, I'm looking at some of the images. It looks very pretty. There's a lot of like forest and uh, greenery on what appears to be maybe an Island that you're on with some like old looking buildings and animal people, but then yeah, like different kinds of animal people. Are you, are you just kind of talking to them and exploring the story and going from one place to another? Pretty much. So th- just a little bit at the start of the game, hopefully you, you pretty much you're on a ship and you talk to someone and they tell you, Hey, I need a book out of my quarters. Can you go grab my book? And you walk like five steps to the quarters. They can't get up to go get themselves and grab a book, give it to them. And then your ship starts sinking. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, we're drowning. We're going to die. Um, and then you pretty much wake up and some dude is like, Oh, you're awake. How you doing? Your ship crashed. And you're like, did everyone make it? And they're like, they're fine. You just took longer to wake up. It's like, okay. Um, And then you're on the location of Eastshade. Mm -hmm. And there's like a town that you go to and you kind of talk to people, do like little small things to figure out what you're doing. And you got to kind of branch out and explore other locations. Um, So this reminds me of the Mist games from the 1990s, like walking around a foreign location meeting people or places kind of learning about the location. And then there's probably some little puzzle elements. Yeah, there's a few. I did. There's, there's a couple of cool little puzzles and things, but I, I want to also just point out for it. Um, this isn't a game where you go around and fight things. You are a painter. Your character is a painter and your whole point is to go around and paint pictures of things. Mm. Uh, which you're supposed to do for, I believe, your mother who wanted you to go to a place and paint stuff. But then you can also paint for other people and exchange them rather than paying them a lot of money for stuff. Um, And this game is also one of the most savage games I've ever played in my life. (laughs) What? (laughs) How is that? So uh, it's, it's a bit of a story time, but there's there's a bunch of things in this game that you can do that's just like... Your character or other characters just do not care at all. And Sam's heard these stories. I talked to him in like an Xbox party about them. So one of the situations, I walked in a house and there was a dude with a pot on his head. Like it was stuck on his head. Uh-huh. What kind of animal was he? I think he was an antelope okay. person. All right. Um, which in the pot was definitely not big enough to cover his head and horns, but you know, let's not talk about that. Um, but he's like, I need help. Go next door and get the, the merchant to help me. And so you walk next door, tell him like, Hey, this dude's got a pot on his head. And she's like, ah, oh, not again. It goes over there. <laughs> 
And then she's like, oh, if, if we're going to get it off, we need some soap. I need you to go across the street and get some soap from the neighbor. Mm-hmm. So I walk over there, get some soap from the lady, and she starts complaining. Wait, wait, wait. About- Antelope head pothead guy doesn't have soap in his house? No, he doesn't. <laughs> and this lady starts... He's a stinky sitting- pothead. He's a dirty yeah. man. A dirty antelope man. All right. So go on. But... And, and this is where you meet... I don't know if she's the only Karen, but it's definitely the first Karen you're going to run into in this game. So she's like, here's some soap. By the way, this dude's beating his children. And it's like, wait, what? (laughs) Wait, back up. Hold on. You can't just unload this on me. She hears loud noises from his house. And her assumption is that he's beating his children. And I'm like, I just need this soap. All right. This dude's got a pot stuck in his head. And I go back over, give him the soap. They get the pot off his head. He makes a comment about how, how this happens too many times. There's a problem here. And I tell him, I'm like, Hey, uh, that lady next door wants me to report you to the sheriff for beating your kids. Uh And he gets mad at me and says, get out of my house. I don't want you here. I don't need you throwing around those accusations. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm just trying to let you know your neighbor's gunning for you. That's and you're getting question. defensive here. Mm-hmm. Question. Um, while he's getting mad at you and yelling at you and evicting you from his dwelling, does he still have the pot on his head? No, he's gotten it off at this point. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, and so I told him, you know, he got, he got defensive and mad at me. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I don't like this dude anymore. I was trying to help him out. But yeah. That sounds he, like he's, guilty behavior he's an to me. And so I tell him, I was like, maybe you're just too unstable to be a parent <laughs> that was one of the dialogue options <laughs> and he he knocks you out <laughs> he straight what? punches you in the face and you wake up in the street and the sheriff is like uh yeah you should, probably shouldn't tell people stuff like that because you're gonna get hit <laughs> like, oh gosh this is you're right this does sound like morrowind <laughs> and I was like, this is this is one of the best like mini side quests that I've ever done. This was incredible. Um, and then there's some other small things where this, this girl wants you to help her propose to her girlfriend and you tell her like, no, love is disgusting. It's not real. <laughs> and you can sabotage it by making her, cause she wants to know where she should take her girlfriend. Life has no meaning. Just yeah. go ahead and kill yourself now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you can totally sabotage this mission because she wants to know where to go. And you could tell her the worst location or the best location. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, this game is great. So wow, uh, pretty like really like an interesting storytelling for a game that's like just over a gigabyte. Like this is really it was really surprising for me. Um, this game sounds like a music video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like a, so, like an indie or a punk music video, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. kind of. <laughs> okay, so uh, that sounds amazing. What would you rate it on our pizza scale? So it's not perfect. So I'm not giving it an eight, but I'm giving it a seven point five. Wow, seven and a half wow. slices of pizza. I really liked it. I mean, I it may not be for everyone. Obviously, everyone has different tastes, but I was super surprised how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, you're saying like oblivion level graphics, but the the lighting of this is beautiful. The trees, um, the landscape is a little, you know, there's you know polygon rocks and stuff. It, it but looked, the characters it look just really looked nice. like oblivion to me, though. But I mean, obviously the characters look way different because they're not yeah. people. But I, th- I think it, it's like the green countryside. It's just more the trees. bright. Yeah, it is definitely more bright and vibrant. 
uh there's there's like there's a lot of forest scenery mm-hmm. and then there's like an even a section of the map that's like a pink forest and i haven't finished there's other places on the map that you can go and i haven't gone everywhere um but it was beautiful i definitely like walked out to the wilderness for the first time and i was like wow this looks great like it's definitely very captivating um scenery for it yeah it looks very pretty okay cool so seven and a half pizza slices and um that wasn't the only game you played this week what else did you try yeah so i uh, i kind of no life to plague tale i finished it two days <laughs> anyway so you played like a beautiful island game where you paint things and make people mad at you and then you played plague tale that's that sounds like it's like the complete other end of the spectrum yeah it definitely is i'm weird um <laughs> like i said i rolled up Eastwatch. that was a random game i decided to play plague tale because i've been eyeing the game for a while i've been I've heard good things about it and I've definitely been looking at it and I was like, that looks like the kind of game I would like. I just hadn't done it yet. I was like, you know, I got game pass, might as well play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's kind of like a dishonored thief, like a vibe, like the game thief um, where it's, you're sneaking around, you're trying not to get caught, you're doing things. Um, but honestly the thing it reminded me the most of was the last of us for anyone that's played the last of us Mm -hmm. uh, it it kind of it fell in those lines like the crafting system was really similar to it um i felt like the combat was kind of similar there's obviously very different combat methods but it it kind of gave me like the last of us vibes um and it's it's a very linear story it's it's you're going through the story you can like explore around a little bit and find like little extra things that you can read about later on like a you know there's like some flowers that you can find or like cool little knickknacks but other than the story there's really not a whole lot to do to follow it but it is pretty long 17 chapters um and depending on how like good you are at this kind of game you may not it may take longer. <laughs> I only died a few times. I actually did pretty well for myself. Um, and it's kind of horror, but not really. I didn't think it was that scary. Like it's not a dedicated horror game, but there's a lot there's, of dead bodies and blood and rats and things like that in the screenshots. Yeah. Well, so, that's my recommendation. If you don't like rats, do not play this game. Yeah. So there's if, if a that lot sounds like horror to you, rats. then this is horror. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, this one, though, if it didn't include the first five minutes of the game, it'd get an it'd get an eight out of eight pizza slices for me. Wow! What happens but, in the first five minutes? So, your main character, the first five minutes, has a pet dog. Oh, After the no. first five minutes oh, is no. over the main character no longer has a dog oh no and it's not just them killing a dog they kill the dog it's it's not just them killing the dog it's like this little like scene of like kind of drawn out like dog in pain then gets like sucked into a creepy plague hole thing and it's dead and you like it's got the whimpering and everything and i was like you can't do this you can't do this in like at any point in the game, you can't kill a dog, so it gets a zero out of eight for me. Okay, so the, <laughs> what if what if the first five minutes gets a zero, and then the rest of the game gets an eight? That's fine. Okay, all right. But yeah, that's pretty. For that's that, pretty rough. for the dog, can't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-mm. 
You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Well, I know what I won't be trying. <laughs> yeah, that sounds rough, but I don't know. And the rest of it sounds pretty cool with the whole like it does look like a very Last of Us aesthetic, but in a different kind of setting. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. But other than the first five minutes, like I said, I finished it in two days, like super quick. Uh, it was it. It definitely drew me in. It's got yeah. a very good story. That's called poop socking it. Um. So that's you've never heard that phrase poop sock no that's, uh, that's really not that's it's very visual yeah it's a visual I, phrase yeah i, I don't like sucking. visual phrases that sound like that please don't i mean it's better than the whole dog thing what are you doing to my socks i don't know why it's an old thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was just you were you were just gonna breeze on by that one too you, you ruined gonna, my washing machine Who's been putting poop socks in here? Um, Grandpa, have you been taking your meds? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you've never heard that phrase? Yeah. Poop socking. No, yeah. Yeah, I called, have not. It's called poop socking. Um, um, I, I just, will never forget it now. I just now say no know. life because that's pretty accurate too. Poop sock is much better than no lifing. Um, uh, so, for you, okay, for you. Sam, what have you been playing? I've been playing a few different games. I hinted at one earlier, so I'll start, I'll start with uh, Tropico 6. Yes. I want to start off by we saying... share in common. You and me. This this game it. has, and, and we're kind of in a reverse dynamic where uh, normally on the Mass Effect lore test, I'm the expert, so I have a lot of uh, background knowledge on, on Mass Effect, but mm. I believe you have much more background knowledge on Tropico. And uh, so... Yeah. I, I, I played... I, did I mention that I'd like to play lots of games and try them out? I've played probably every no. Tropico game. So this was my first one. And... I'm going to give you a brutally honest, ill-informed take. Yeah, tell me, oh, tell me, no, El Presidente, on. what did you think? Um, <laughs> this Presidente thought that uh, it was basically a dictator simulator, uh, but you really don't have to be one. Um, <laughs> I thought it was kind of unique where you had to kind of pay your dues to the crown at the beginning. And if you don't, you just lose. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. And I learned that the hard way. Uh, I, I was like, ah, screw the crown. I'm not going to send an export, you know, trade route to them. And then like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes in, I'm playing online with my buddy, uh, and I lose and he wins <laughs> and that's <laughs> it. And, uh, I was like, oh, okay, well that was, uh, unforgiving, but you know, I think the UI on Xbox could use some work. I'm sure it's much better for PC. Mm. Uh, but this strikes me as one of those games where it was meant for PC it got brought to Xbox. The UI isn't perfect yet. Maybe maybe they're going to work on it a little bit, but it, it does feel a lot like if you combined Civilization with Age of Empires and then you had some quirky writers that threw in their own humorous dialogue in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I can see that. Um, yeah, and it abs absolutely was a PC game that got moved over to console. Um, so some background on this. Tropico 6, like think of this as Tropico... 6.0 <laughs> like this is like every single tropico game is a slight variation on the previous game with upgraded graphics and uh maybe a few more systems added in that kind of thing they all feel like just updates to the previous game so this is the kind of game that i've always waited until it was on sale in order to purchase and then i'd pick it up for like 10 or 15 bucks on like a steam sale or something um but they're fun in that like they're they're a city builder. So they're when you're talking about like Civ or Age of Empires, those are more um, uh, conquest, 
you know, type games. And in this game, you're, you're not conquesting right. things. You're building a city, but it's not SimCity in the way that like SimCity is more of an open city builder and you can play in ways where you have like certain goals you have to overcome. This is more about overcoming certain goals, having scenarios. You can play a sandbox version of the game, but even in that version of the game, there are certain things that you need to balance. And um, it's, it's all about just building your city and using the resources that are available to you on your island in order to best meet the needs of your people. But you're absolutely right. You can go like evil dictator and just keep everybody down and just exploit the masses and try to go that route. But then you can also go like a revolutionary for the people kind of kind of guy and put in like, you know, restaurants and high, you know, casinos and like try to like bring the status of your community up. So there's a few different ways you can play it. Yeah, certainly. And I definitely picked up on that. Um, there's a lot of really cool color dialogue with uh, the prompts that come up from the revolutionaries as opposed to the crown. And it's just very immersive in the theme that it wants you to be immersed in. So I think it does that pretty well. And you're absolutely right. It does have this city builder aspect to it. My suggestion to listeners, if you like city skylines and you like other games like civilization, you'd probably like this game. Um, and if you're at all a history buff about the Caribbean and Latin America, you're going to love it. So uh, definitely try it out. Yeah. You go through timelines too, where you start back in like the 1940s or fifties and then, there are like world events that open up new technology for you to use and give you other uh, international partners that you can like you can side more with the democracies or more with the communists. Like there's there's all sorts of that kind of stuff in it. So um, but yeah, then the flavor is very Caribbean, right? It's got like a lot of Spanish music and there's like the soundtrack is real good and everything's got you kind of like dancing in your seat while you're playing. And then like your assistants are like El Presidente, blah, 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 blah. You know, they say their things and it's it's got a lot of flavor you know which is which is fun yes it's muy caliente um (laughs) but i would give it six out of eight pizza slices yeah yeah i think i think these are the game kind of games that you can get lost in for you know 15 or 20 hours and then you either love it and you keep playing it or you just kind of move on to something else and the fact that it's on game pass means that like sure why not at the time that i tried it i did not have enough time to really sink my teeth in and like I know when I try it again, I'm going to need about four or five hours to understand and learn the mechanics of the game to get to best get, you know, like the experience out of it. So next time I have that chunk of time set aside where I can definitely play that game and only that game for that amount of time, I I will uh, try out Tropico six again. I did also play a game that is not a new series to me, but um, I tried out the Sims four on Xbox And so this is an interesting game to bring to console, right? Because when you think of the Sims, you do not think of console gaming. At least I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought uh, originally that I'm going to have to plug my mouse and keyboard into my Xbox to make this playable. Uh, That wasn't the case Hmm. after, you know, after learning how to play on controller, which took about, you know, 10 minutes, it now makes more sense to me. Is it easier to play on mouse and keyboard? 100%. Yeah. I'm not going to lie about that. It's always going to be easier to play on mouse and keyboard. I don't know what I expected. Um, it is the Sims. If you like the Sims series, uh, you're going to like the Sims Four. that being said, the last Sims game that I played a lot of before this one was this like Sims one. 
uh, the first Sims and I got all of the expansion packs for it back then. And it wasn't that pricey back then. And you still didn't need all of the expansions to have a lot of stuff for your Sims to interact with this one. However, it kind of seems like most of the content is hidden behind microtransactions. And it's even, even with that though, I guess it's still the same game that I fell in love with back in the early two thousands. It's just, you know, if I, if my, if I have any advice at all to the developer and they're not going to listen because it's too lucrative, but if they did, you know, can it with all the DLCs, the little content that just costs way too much for what it is. I don't want to spend $10 to get a set of tables like, geez, man, come on. Like, um, (laughs) right. Altogether, every DLC expansion, little itty bitty purchase for, you know, a little bit itty bitty dress for your Sim to wear everything that you can get for the Sims four together costs around seven to $800. That's in 2021. I, I did the research just uh, a couple of weeks ago and maybe that's not taking advantage of all the sales and whatnot, but that's a rough range, seven to $800. Wow. What the hell? Um, that's people spend that's a little bit much like the people who love the Sims will just keep on buying every expansion as it comes out. Um, it's, it's akin to something like hearthstone, you know, every three months they've got another DLC, you download the new, you know, and then you buy card packs. You don't even get all the cards. And then you're constantly like, okay, well, maybe I should buy this this in a sale so I get a few more cards. Maybe I'll get the card I was missing. Um, similar, I mean, different, but similar in that, like, people who play it and love it, play it and love it. And so they're just going to keep spending money on it. And EA knows that. So that's why it's set up the way it is. So, yeah, like, I, I guess I get that. It doesn't make me happy about it. Um, oh yeah, no, it, doesn't, so, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't justify that you should be happy about it. it just, it explains why they do it. Um, it's like, who, who do I direct my frustration toward? Do I direct my frustration toward the company that's doing it or the people who are enabling it? Yeah. Ultimately, uh, I mean, this is, this is a capitalist conversation, right? Like, yep. is it really the company's fault if that, if they're just giving people what they ask for and people are willing to pay the money for it? Uh, I I guess not. Um, but you know, it's okay. So for anyone who's listening to this, uh, and has spent a lot of money on the Sims, first of all, why? Um, (laughs) (laughs) second of all, can you stop? (laughs) Oh man. Toasty, have you ever played the Sims? Is this something that you've ever tried? I, I, I think I played some like, sims game on the ds like long long time ago and it definitely is not a typical sims game because it was just like a story thing Uh, it's not like the typical sims i've never played actual so i think my mom used to or something but i have no idea (laughs) like i don't yeah it never interested me i don't i don't want to sit there and put together a house for eight hours <laughs> right right oh, designing the house is the best part for me <laughs> i don't i know <laughs> yeah i played the first one in college when it came out and thought it you know it was a very novel interesting idea um and then um my daughter has been into the sims for years uh she played it as a kid and, and has continued to play them you know i don't think she's bought every dlc but she does like the games and so i've you know tinkered with them over the years um mostly making funny looking characters in the character creator and then making terrible things happen to them. But, uh, you know, 
it's it's it, it is what it is, right? Um, so, how many pizza slices do you think this one is worth? I'm saying five out of eight. I'm reserving one pizza slice away from that total because of how wonky the controls are. Yeah, you can play with X. You can play with mouse and keyboard, but <laughs> why are you playing on Xbox then? Um, but <laughs> you know, and you can uh, get around it by learning the controller. It's just not great reserving two of those eight pizza slices because of the greedy uh greediness of the dlcs and whatnot it seems like they're putting less and less content in each consecutive release of the sims mm. uh, where eventually you're really not going to have anything for your sims to do unless you buy all of the expansions uh and i just uh i don't know i don't like that yeah um, so five out of eight pizza slices yeah and from uh, when Sims 4 I'm, came out, that was one of the big fears because it was so bare bones and people saw that coming. They were like, they're going to just put a bunch of DLC out like this is bare bones. And if you want anything more than just the base thing, you're going to have to spend a lot of money. So it's it's unfortunate that years later, it's now like seven or eight hundred bucks. That's that's a lot. You'd think maybe they'd put it like, you know, a sixty dollar package together so that you can kind of catch up on stuff. But I don't see them doing that. Yeah, and just to put that in perspective uh, for a lot of listeners, that's half. Like, if you spent seven to eight hundred dollars on The Sims, if you had saved the same amount and then also saved that that same amount that you spent on The Sims, you could afford a really sick gaming PC. Yeah, or one of the new stream decks from from uh, from Steam, or one of the stream decks. Yeah, or you could afford you can afford a Nintendo Switch and the new Xbox Series X. Yeah, that's that's a big difference there. All right, so yeah. five five out of eight pizza slices. Now you've got one more right. game on your list. I'm gonna let you introduce this. Uh, this is this is a game which probably needs no introduction. Uh, it is Goat Simulator. Yes. Uh, so that was kind of the only note that I wrote for it because goat simulator is amazing. You are a goat that doesn't come as a surprise to anyone. You are a goat and your objective, your sole objective is to wreak havoc around town and cause total mayhem and just like mess everything up and make everything foobar. Did you um, unlock the tall goat yet? I think I unlocked everything. I I played it a long time ago. I think it was back in college and I recently started playing it again. And I still have all the saves and whatnot because I still have the same gamer tag. Um, but I remember my, my, my favorite part, which I re-experienced recently was I stumbled upon like a, like a, like a monastery. I think it was of goats, like, like a satanic ritual of goats. Yes. It is in there. Yes. (laughs) And I, I like stumbled upon it and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. (laughs) There there are satanic goat rituals in the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. And, uh, so you, you basically go around, you can grab people with your tongue and they do the Wilhelm scream. Like when you grab them, (laughs) you fling them places. So you can like grab them, fling people off of cranes and stuff. And it's not like gory. They don't die per se. Uh, they would, but they don't. Uh, so I wouldn't say like, if you have a young kid, I don't think there's really any issue with letting them play goat simulator no my son has played this game since he was like five or something on even on it's on like tablet you can play it on a tablet that's how simple graphically the game is um but yeah the tongue latch you know sticks to things and gets it's all very comedic and comical and cartoonish 
Yeah, um, there's no story here. No, no. The tall <laughs> goat, by one. the way, the, the tall goat, by the way, is a giraffe. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which is hilarious. That is pretty funny. Um, I remember this being one of my favorite games to play when I came home uh, intoxicated from the bar <laughs> uh, because it was it was just one of those games where you didn't have to think about really anything. I mean, you're a goat and you're, you're causing hell. So, uh, it's, it's, I'm going to give it seven out of eight pizza slices to be quite honest with you. I don't know why I'm not giving it eight. <laughs> I think maybe just because it doesn't have a story, it's not a game that you're going to pour 50, a hundred hours into. Uh, you're not, in fact, if you're going to pour 20 hours into it, I might be worried about you. Um, <laughs> because it is a funny game. It's definitely deserving of being on Game Pass. I would never buy it for full price. <laughs> right. Okay. That's uh, yeah. definitely not neat then. Yeah. yeah. So uh, those are the games that I've played semi recently. Uh, how about you, Tom? Well, I've got a I've got a bunch to go through. Um, I had you know like my daughter here and um, my son playing some of the games. So and and we've also gone past the normal Monday. So we've got a little bit of extra time, too. So I'm going to try and get through these quickly and spend more time on the ones that are interesting. We already talked about Tropico 6. Um, I think this it, Tropico 6 is a good iteration. It's got a bunch of new stuff compared to the previous one, but not lots of new stuff, just a few new things. And some things are tweaked. Um, it did. It did run very well. I played it on PC, uh, so I thought that was good. Um, I think it's, it gets a good it gets us like a solid six out of eight. It's it's worth playing, but. I don't know. It still feels like it's very limited. I wish there were some more customizability and some other things that you could do in the game. Um, big one just came out. Well, a big one. I think this one's actually really cool. I really like it. Um, Blood Roots, which is I mentioned earlier, is basically like you. It's very comical. You and all your buddies at the beginning of the game get killed off by you are you are Mr. Wolf and you get attacked by Mr. Pig, I think. And he, you wear like a wolf like skin on your head, like a like a thing over your head with like a wolf's head on it. You look like a lumberjack. You look like somebody who lives out in like the west or the north somewhere. And these guys come and they kill your group and then you seek revenge on them because you, you don't die for some reason. The little animation shows the blood going back into your body and you wake back up. And basically, if you played Super Meat Boy and it's not a side scroll super meat boy is a side scroller where you try to make your way through a level right and as soon as you die you start back off at the beginning and you get to go back through the level this is the same thing except you're looking down and you are working your way through a map picking up whatever objects or weapons you come across to chop up and kill everybody on the map and then get to the end of the map so it's kind of like a time trial game. And at the end of each map, you're given a score and you're shown the like you're given a, a rating too. So like, oh, you got a B plus. And it's based on how fast did you get through things? How many kills did you chain together? What variety of weapons you used and types of kills you, you used? And so when you pick up like an axe, you get like three hits with the axe until the axe breaks and then you have to pick something else up. Um, also different things you pick up allow you to navigate differently on the map. So for example, if you pick up like an oar, like an oar for like a boat, you can use it to like, um, uh, what's it called when, uh, we're, we're nearing the Olympics when you like run and you a pole vault, you can use it like a pole vault to like fling yourself higher up in the air and then whack people with the oar. Um, 
and you can get a sword you can get guns there's you know you can just pick up the you know a table and hit somebody with a table or a barrel and roll over them or whatever and you just it's like each one each one of these little levels is like a little puzzle and you just try to kill everybody and get through it when you get to the final person on each level it goes into a slow motion kill and so like if you happen to pick up a saber which looks like an old west like uh, you know, uh, cavalry saber saber. Um, you do this. It's almost like it's like samurai slash where you dash past them and go whoosh, and then you pause and then in slow motion, the, the guy you just killed goes and then the blood goes and splats and then it's like level cleared and then it gives you a rating on the level. So it's really, really fun and quirky and funny. Um, the only gripe I have is that the first time you get through a level, you don't really know what the path is through, like what's the best path through it or where the other enemies are that are left. I wish it gave you like little arrows on the edge of the screen to know like, okay, there's more guys north and more guys to the east of me. Um, once you play the level a few times, you get to really know like, okay, this is where everybody is and I'm just going to work my way through them again. Um, if you want to do the whole score hunt thing. So, um, really funny though and it, the game develops as it goes further so for example you once you get past a certain level you unlock like the bear skin and you can now wear a bear on your head and if you go back through previous levels and you just punch somebody to death then you get like explosive punch ability because you're a bear instead of a wolf or whatever so it's it's very charming it's very comedic um some really hilarious things happen i think it's to- definitely worth checking out i give it a seven out of eight um Ooh. Yeah, it's it's super fun. If you're into that kind of like score chase speed run thing, it's really and I, and I really like a game that you can just pick up, play for like 15 minutes and then put down again because it's like, ah, it's time to get ready for dinner, you know, or whatever. We got to go out, just pick it up, play it a few times, put it back down. Works great. Um, my dog keeps barking at me out the door. Maybe I'll open up the door. Um, have you tried any? Uh, have you tried any of that? Have you looked at it at all? I haven't yet. Uh, not yet, but after hearing you talk about it, I think I will. I had watched a little bit of gameplay and a little bit of uh, trailers and promotional stuff on it, and I wasn't completely sold. I didn't pick up on the humor of it uh, until having you describe it to me, so I'm, I'm happy that you did, uh, and I think I will. Yeah, some of the humor comes in the in-between scenes after each level where you're back at your campfire, and a boar, like a pig, like a boar, comes wandering out of the forest with a note for you. And it's Mr. Pig sending you a note that says, like, ah, it seems that you haven't given up on uh, seeking revenge. Well, I'm having a party and you're invited. Like this kind of thing, like <laughs> you better show up. And then he's got like lots of goons there to try to kill you. And of course, you kill everybody. And then he's like, he sends you another note on the next time. <laughs> and it, the, the story just kind of goes on like that. So um, it's fun stuff. Uh, the UFC four game is out as well. And I watched a good bit of it. I played a good bit of it. And having played UFC three recently made a new character. I was talking about my Sasquatch guy and the tutorial in this one is more detailed and the individual things you can do between fights in the like create your character and do the whole, you know, journey of your character in order to become like a UFC star thing is better in this one at training you what to do and when to hit certain buttons and certain button combinations and all of that stuff the biggest difficulty in the ufc games for me and i think a lot of people might agree with this is once you get into the complexities of the controls when you're like 
grappling or when you're on the ground rolling around and moving from one position to another getting back up and standing going back into boxing and kicking like there's a lot of there's a lot of detail in you know it's mixed martial arts you're not just boxing you're not just kickboxing you're not just wrestling it's all of these things and they even have a simplified mode where you can use simplified controls when you're rolling on the ground so instead of saying i'm going to hit to the right with my right stick in order to do this move you can instead say i'm either going to choose to get up i'm going to choose to like move into the next position that allows me to sit there and pound the guy in the face or i'm going to move into a submission hold which of these things do i want to go to next and then it'll pick the most appropriate position for you to do that next thing in without you having to know the names of all that stuff which is a lot easier to, to get that into. sounds better that sounds better than the previous ufc's because i remember as soon as an opponent knocked me on the ground i was like well i lose <laughs> yeah yeah and if you don't have enough stamina you don't you're not getting back up and if you can't get back up then you're done well what about you know blocking yourself what about so in this one if you go to for example if you're on top and you hit submission and you're holding them from the side then you're going to go for an arm bar because that's the that's the thing that's available if you're on their back and you go for a submission then you're going to go for a chokehold all you have to know is that you're choosing submission and it's going to put you in the right submission for whatever position you're in which makes a lot more sense right like if i'm on your back why would i go for the arm bar when the chokehold is right there right like i don't need to choose that so it it makes a lot more sense it's a lot more streamlined um the i tried the like medium difficulty on both ufc 3 and ufc 4 4 seems um better so here's here's my here's my example for you in ufc 3 medium difficulty doing same mode the first 12 people i fought i was able to knock out in the first round (laughs) with just punches and kicks to the head and eventually I'd get a really solid kick to the head and then I'd just pound them on the ground once and they'd be knocked out. And I and I got through like the first 12 fights that way until I got to another character who was better at grappling and then I lost and I just had a really hard time beating them, right? Like I shouldn't be able to just punch somebody in the head and kick them a few times you know, and beat them in the first round over and over and over and over again. In UFC 4, it, it's not that easy. It doesn't work that way. The characters seem to adapt more, and I have to use the other abilities I'm learning and the other moves to really advance it. And um, there's a few times where the, the round would go to a decision rather than me getting a knockout or them getting a knockout. So it, it feels like the AI is a little bit more developed or the difficulty in medium is a little bit harder. I'm not sure which. But you would expect that moving from three to four and with these easier controls, I would have an even easier time winning. But that wasn't the case. So that's just my own personal experiences. Yours may change. Yours might be different based on your experiences of the game. But overall, I think this is this is a solid effort and I could make a Sasquatch man. So I'm going to give that a seven out of eight. Oh, wow. That's a that's a high rating. I'm going to have to give UFC four a try because like you. Uh, I previously made my way through the UFC games by punching people's heads until they died. Uh, <laughs> until no, they, they didn't died. Die. <laughs> they didn't die. It's until not a death match right. uh, until I knocked him out. Uh, and so I'm happy to hear that it's more technical now. Um, when you were discussing blood roots uh, previously, a little bit of that that humor that you were talking about reminded me of another game. It looks like you played Donut County. Yes. So, okay, so let's jump to that one. Donut County is basically Katamari Damacy, but with a hole instead of a ball. 
So in Katamari, you roll around a ball, you everything you roll over that's smaller than the ball will stick to the ball and the ball gets bigger. And the bigger the ball gets, the more things it picks up until eventually you just pick up the whole world and the universe and everything. But you start at the size of like a penny, right? And then you get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, in Donut County, there's more of a story that goes on and you're like, I guess you're a girl that talks with a with a raccoon and they're the raccoons have a company that creates donut holes that suck it the whole town into them and you're all inside a hole talking about the things that happened that got you in the hole the game's not very long it's it's funny it's it's weird almost it's almost japanese weird but it's way more western weird everybody else is portland weird it's portland weird yeah everybody else is an animal except for the girl for some reason um and you just it's just fun to move around a lot level and just figure out like which things you eat first being the hole in order to get through the whole level like it's just in in very quaint graphics very simple lots of colors that kind of thing um what did you think of it and i'm gonna open the door while so the dog stops barking. (laughs) yeah so i thought likewise from you i thought that it would had incredibly simple gameplay and like we've said before you know the some of these indie titles are merely simple gameplay designed as a vehicle to tell you the narrative uh and that's kind of how i thought of donut county the narrative in donut county like you said there's a company there's an organization of raccoons uh where they're opening donut holes all over around all around the country and gobbling up everything with the sole objective being that they want to amass garbage because raccoons are obsessed with garbage and so they're running out of garbage and they're panicking um and and the uh the i guess you could call him a protagonist raccoon bk is has a change of heart there at the end i'm not going to spoil it but yeah uh yeah it's 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 like a wholesome kind of story at the end i think um it's even funnier if you fail that boss fight at the end oh i didn't fail fail the boss fight what happens yeah there's a different ending oh no and then so the the way that they give you a retry isn't just to reload the save and break the fourth wall um it's it's basically like it zooms out from the screen and what you were playing on your tv is what bk and the girl were playing on their tv and they were literally Uh. playing as that game and it turned out the whole thing was just a video game for them but then it kind of breaks that arc and goes back into the game anyway uh to reload you into that save that's funny Uh, so it's pretty cool um but yeah i would give it i would give donut county like a seven out of eight yeah i don't have any complaints with it and if you want just kind of a quick quirky little funny game with some little puzzles then yeah totally seven out of eight things totally totally appropriate um solid solid game um some of the things i tried were just like kind of smaller second extinction is kind of like i would call it a mix between left for dead and apex legends with dinosaurs and so you and two other people drop into a map with some very specific goals you you have like a airdrop into a map and you have to go to specific parts of the map there are a bunch of dinosaurs running around and each of your characters is a different character class and you have to help each other survive and meet your goals in order to get through that map that's basically it it's still an early access game it's a game preview on game pass um i only played a little bit of it the graphics look cool the dinosaurs are pretty crazy the shooting works well like you know like all of that stuff feels good it feels like again it feels like apex legends um but with dinosaurs doing a get through the map kind of thing so 
Um, so that one's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know that I've played enough to give it a score. I would have to try it with some other people. I only tried it by myself. I'd have to play it with some other friends and, and things. So yeah, maybe if you guys, Tosi, anyone else who wants to download it and try it together. Um, I'm not sure. I might be interested. I'm, yeah. I'm a big Apex fan, so that sounds great because if you add dinosaurs to any game, doesn't it just get better? <laughs> right, yeah. And it's not like there's other people around on the map, so it's not like Apex in that way. Um, it's just PvE, but it's your group. And even just like the diving into the world thing and the, you know, the pickup things and the things that you can drop from the sky, all of that has a very apex kind of quality to it. So there's that one. Um, <sighs> Oreo, come here. You opened the door. I opened the door. He won't even come in. My wife and my son have been playing Unraveled 2. It's that game with like the two little yarn guys and they have to kind of puzzle their way through the different levels. It's super cute. I haven't tried it myself, but watching them play it, they seem to be having a lot of fun. Um, if you like little co-op games where you have to puzzle your way through stuff and run away from a chicken that's trying to eat you and all that kind of stuff, then it's a game you should try out. I'm, I'm not going to rate it because I haven't really played it myself, but it looks like a lot of fun. And Trailmakers is a game my son tried out where you get to it's almost like playing with legos um but you get to make like cars and jets and all sorts of things and there's little engines you can put on them and wheels and wings and and you assemble a thing and you see if you can make it work and lots of other people have assembled things so there's a whole library of things other people have made that you can download and mess with so if you like games where you just like our engineering stuff and being creative that sounds like a really cool game again didn't play it myself so i'm not going to give it a rating um, but the other game that I did say for last that I did play myself and I've played a good, I don't know, two or three hours at this point is Octopath Traveler. This game has been out for a while. Um, it may better be known as Final Fantasy three or Final Fantasy six in Japan. Um, I'm kidding. It's not exactly Final Fantasy three or Final Fantasy six, but it is heavily influenced by those early Final Fantasy games. This game feels like going back to, I don't know, eighth grade for me playing like Final Fantasy two. I think it was what I was playing in eighth grade. Um, it's more streamlined. It works better than those old games because of modern technology. It's uh, it's like pixel 2D. Think imagine 2D pixel art in 3D tilt shifted worlds where everything feels little. It's beautiful. You pick one of eight characters to start out with. They've got their own little story. Everything's over the top. Everything's like kind of just silly. Um, you know, the dialogue is really on the nose, but then they like point out that it's really on the nose because they know what they're doing. All of that stuff works really well. And the um, even the combat early on is actually pretty interesting with the like it's turn based combat. Like imagine early Final Fantasy games. You've got your little characters that show up on the right side. The bad guys show up on the left side. Everybody takes a turn. You attack. You cast a spell. They attack. They cast a spell. It goes in order or whatever. Um, but there's this really cool mechanic where if you every time you take a turn and do something, you build up, um, I forget what it's called, but like an extra rush or something. So, for example, on the first turn, you can hit the right bumper to do two attacks at once of the same thing that you chose. So if you choose to hit with your sword, you could do two hits with your sword. Uh, but then the next turn, you can only do one hit with your sword and it has to buffer that next extra hit. So let's say on the next turn, you do another one hit with your sword. Now it's buffering another extra hit. So you could do three in a row and then you do another one hit with your sword. And that, now it's buffered an extra hit. So you could do four in a row and different enemies are vulnerable to different types of attacks. So if you break the enemy's defense, they get stunned for the next turn and they take more damage. So you may want to buffer as many of those extra attacks as you can until you break an enemy and then hit them with a whole bunch all at once. Um, the way it works for magic is that instead of doing like 
say four magic spells, you're doing a, a spell that's like four times more powerful. Um, and there's a there's a lot to that in the ability to kind of balance that out and play with it. So it, this was very nostalgic for me. Even the music is very Final Fantasy with like, you know, like the little the game sounds when you win. And then it goes back to like the repetitive music when you're in the town and then the action music when you're in combat, you know, like and it's got it's totally got that vibe. So if you love those old style of games, absolutely worth playing i know this game won some awards and stuff i've even watched people speed run it um it's probably got lots of hours of stuff to do <laughs> because that's how these games work but the art style is super charming all the pixel art is is great so i would give this i mean so far this is if you like those types of games and you some people turn-based combat rpgs are just not just don't do it for them but if you are the kind of person who has a nostalgia for this this is an eight out of eight if you're the kind of person who's just kind of curious and want to try it out, it's probably probably about a six or seven. You might find it slow, um, but it works well. There's no like the art style is great. All of it is doing what it's supposed to do. It just comes down to personal preference, in my opinion. So I've noticed that Xbox Game Pass has been adding a number of turn based combat JRPGs. And I've noticed that because I find myself saying that phrase over and over again uh, every week when we're doing this episode. Uh, what do you make of Microsoft's decision to bring on so many of what I would guess is a pretty niche genre, at least in the U.S. and North America? Well, I think they're trying to eat PlayStation's lunch. Like traditionally, these games have been more popular on Sony platforms. So to bring them over to Xbox Game Pass gives somebody who would traditionally buy a PlayStation a reason to try out Game Pass, whether that's on PC or Xbox or whatever. Right. So like, yeah, I like Final Fantasy. Oh, this game's like Final Fantasy. And I could just, you know, I could do the trial for a buck and play this game for the next month. Why not? So, yeah, that would be that's my a, guess. That's a great point. And I, I can't find a reason that's probably better than that. So. Yeah, I, I think that's probably it. Um, also, I think that there's been a uh, a kind of resurgence of these games. There's just more of them now that have been designed really well. Like the people who made this game know what they're doing. Like the combat works really well. Each of the characters is different and unique in their own ways. They have different character classes and personalities. And the story plays out in, in these fun little ways where you're like, you like you confront the pirates who are, are messing with the merchant character. And there's two captains and they're arguing amongst each other about who's the who's the better captain, you know, when you when you find them, you know, like these quirky little funny little storylines and things which and the characters are super cute. They're these little, you know, big headed, you know, pixel people and they've got their little animations like they did in those old games. Like someone gets sad and they kind of slump over, you know, <laughs> like all of that stuff is so super charming. So I, I totally get why this is a thing that they might be, you know, looking to put on here. Yeah, I get it as well. Um, well, I think we've covered a lot of games today. Yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Um, guys, do you have any last last words before we head out? Let's let's go to Toasty. Toasty, you're our, our guest. Thank you for joining and, and sharing some of your thoughts on these. Oh, thanks for having me. It was uh, had a good time. Um, yeah, uh, as some may or may not know, I'm on the Witcher lore cast, so... You know, check us out. Follow us on Twitter at 
Witcher lore cast. <laughs> yeah, so. we just wrapped up an episode about the WitcherCon and all the all the reveals for the Witcher TV show season two and um, the new mobile game coming out and some of the things they talked about last weekend. So if you're interested in the Witcher games or the Witcher show, you should come check out the Witcher lore cast that happens every Monday before this show. So you're always welcome to join us live when that when that comes up and we'll be back uh, next Monday with that and this show um, next Monday. Sam, what do you have going on? Uh, well, like I said, I did, uh, just land that job offer, which means after about one or two paychecks, I am going to pull the trigger finally on that gaming PC. Uh, so I will be able to stream a lot more games with you. I'll be able to play a lot more games with the community, uh, that we got going in discord. Very excited for that. Uh, in the meantime, of course, we have the mass effect Lorecast, and that's coming up, uh, this Sunday is the next episode where we're going to be covering the Hanar and the drill. Uh, so if you're curious about the jellyfish people and the, and the entire race behind Thane, the, uh, the assassin with the heart of gold, then, uh, go ahead and tune into our mass effect lore cast on Sunday. Uh, and of course you can find us on, on Twitter, uh, but you can find Tom at robots radio, and then you can find me at in seven legend and the mass effect lore cast is at mass effect cast. So that's what I got going on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, on Twitter at robots underscore radio. I couldn't get the actual ah. robots radio one. I'm going to try and get that again. Maybe it's available. Um, and then at uh, Xbox. What is uh, what's the Twitter for this one? Xbox underscore show. That's right. Um, so, yeah, follow us and join us on the discord. We'd love to hear your thoughts and we'd love to have you join us in the Game Pass gang playing some of these games, uh, maybe even trying out, you know, killing a bunch of dinosaurs together or something like that. So come back and join us for that. We will see you again on Monday night or Sunday night or any of the other nights that there are shows at Robots Radio um, on twitch.tv slash Robots Radio. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Have a good time playing games this week. We'll see you again later. Bye, everybody. Are you an avid player of the Elder Scrolls Online and looking to take your game to that next level? Well, the Red Diamond Courier Podcast is here to help. I'm Bob Chichinsky. And I'm Dogbark24. We are two experienced players aiming to help others learn and improve through in-game knowledge and references. From PvE. To PvP. And everything in between. There's sure to be something for you in the Red Diamond Courier. We, we hope, hope you check, check us, us out. out. Thanks. Hey, I'm Pylon. And I'm Doc. And if you've ever played an Elder Scrolls game, you've probably used UESP.net to help you find information about a quest, dive deeper into lore, or really learn anything about the Elder Scrolls. But did you know we have a podcast too? Every week we bring you the latest in Elder Scrolls news, dig deeper into topics surrounding the game, and have a ton of fun while doing it. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher by searching the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. Can't wait to see you all there.